CFMS Markham is 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is COVID-19. The facts to help you plan and not panic. Listen live right now at 1059theregion.com. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Romer. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. This is our special live coverage of COVID-19, the facts to help you plan, not panic. This just into 105.9 The Region, a Canadian under quarantine at an Ontario military base after leaving a contaminated cruise ship in California has tested positive for COVID-19. This story has captured headlines around the world, and it is ever-changing. So here is what we know right now. The latest numbers of confirmed and presumptive COVID-19 cases in Canada total 94 with one death. Here in Ontario, 41 cases. This morning, Canada's federal government announcing that there will be more than a billion dollars committed to a plan to manage the impact of the outbreak of COVID-19 here at home. Here are some other headlines. Pearl Jam postponing several Canadian dates. E3, which is the biggest video game convention in the world, has just been cancelled in its entirety in California. Italy, under lockdown, there have been 631 deaths, more than 10,000 cases. Germany this morning saying that 70% of the population could become infected. British Airways and Air Canada imposing a ban on flights to and from Italy. All of Europe is preparing for the worst. Cruise ships are becoming floating petri dishes. So a bit of history, the virus, which originated in December 2019 in Wuhan, China, has infected more than 118,000 people worldwide and has caused more than 4,200 deaths. So let's not panic. Let's get some good information. We are joined on 105.9 The Region in a special live broadcast by York Region's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kareem Kurji. Thank you for being here with us. You're welcome. So the headlines are scary. What is the reality here in York Region? So I want to assure our folks in York Region that at this point in time, there is no evidence of the virus circulating in York Region. The cases that have come into York Region are all travel-related, and we have put a ring and around the cases as well as their contacts. There is the latest case, the case number eight, that we're still working on, and we carry on identifying the close contacts through a very laborious process, and then we try and put the ring around those individuals. People are concerned about the gentleman from uh, Sudbury who was at a mining convention who is now showing signs of COVID-19. We have even heard from both the Prime Minister and our Premier of Ontario, who were each at the convention, saying that they're not showing any signs or symptoms. So does this point to community transmission? In my opinion, no, uh, but uh, this will sort of depend on further investigations by the public health folks. So generally, when we were uh, attacking SARS uh, many years ago, we found that there were many such cases that were popping up. And after we'd investigated them thoroughly, uh, we found that many of them could actually be linked to other cases. Uh, Retrospectively, when we analyzed the data, we found that very few actually were related to community transmissions. Have you ever seen anything quite like this? Actually, this is a walk in the park compared to SARS uh, for Ontario. And uh, I would say, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to take it in, you know, to, to make it a trivial. I mean, we have to be extremely vigilant, uh, given that it has the capacity to uh, take over vulnerable folks with serious consequences. But that having been said, uh, Ontario has learned a lot through SARS, and uh, we are kind of metal-hardened because of SARS. Who's vulnerable in York Region? The folks that would be most vulnerable are those that are more advanced in age and those that may have other medical conditions. What about children? 
The study from China seemed to indicate that they followed almost 10,000 confirmed cases and 15,000 suspect cases, and only about 28 of these individuals were children. So for some reason, children seem to be a little more protected uh, from this virus. Uh, We have had a case in York Region where husband and wife were both positive, and this poses a lot of ethical challenges because there was a toddler involved. The toddler remained asymptomatic and tested negative. Can children, though, be carriers? So these are questions that we uh, don't have answers to as yet. Um, We do know that in other infectious diseases, uh, children have been the vehicles for carrying a lot of these viruses. Uh, This is a new virus. It doesn't have to behave exactly like the old viruses, and we're learning a lot more about it. Are people, is there anybody in the world who is immune to this virus? Being a new virus, nobody would have immunity against it unless there are things that we don't know about, whether there are, you know, there are uh, other infectious diseases that confer some degree of protection you know, against this virus. But we are working on the assumption that nobody is immune to this. So if you're exposed to it, depending on the degree and your own, uh, I guess, health, you're going to catch COVID-19. You're going to come down with it. So, again, there are many, many factors here. It may depend on how well you are, how good your immune system is, um, how, uh, um, you know, how healthy you are. Um, so there are many factors that may determine whether you come down badly with it or not. But the majority of individuals have mild symptoms. Your perfect catchphrase before we go to break, and it has to do with keeping your hands clean. Take special precaution to ensure that you wash your hands frequently so that you don't in, uh, unwittingly touch your eyes, nose, and mouth with dirty hands. York Region's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kareem Kurji, our guest through this hour, this live special presentation of COVID-19. The facts to keep you prepared and not panic. So let's take a quick break. But before we go, do you have a question about COVID-19? This is your show. Please give us a call at 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. We will be right back. COVID-19, what you need to know on 1059 The Region. Tweet us at 1059 The Region. Daddy makes sure that kids like me are safe and warm. He makes windows and doors. That gets rid of drafts, provides security, and adds style to your home or office. My daddy says that not all doors and windows are equal. At Wintech, they make the best so people save money and get real value. My daddy has never lied to me, so if you need new windows or doors, go to Wintech.ca and ask for a free quote. And when he calls you, tell him Maya sent you. Go to Wintech.ca today. Is spring cleaning on your mind? Let the professionals at Messy Made make short order of your cleaning needs. Get the people you can trust to put the shine back in your home or business. Go to MessyMade.com to arrange a quote. Someone you know and love is lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer, questioning, or two-spirit. At PFLAG, York Region's LGBTQ2 Support Resource and Education Network, we are there to help those who have questions or concerns about sexual orientation or gender identity and expression and to connect our diverse communities. Hi, I'm Michael Blackburn, and I'd like to invite you to one of PFLAG's coffee nights. Join us on the second Monday of every month at Aurora Public Library or every fourth Wednesday of the month in Richmond Hill. Come listen, support, share, and connect with members of the LGBTQ2 community and their allies. Everyone is welcome. Visit pflagyork.ca for details. What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Hot topics, big laughs, bold ideas, and so much more. With Candace Sampson, the show to inspire and support women's interests. What She Said, every Saturday at noon on 105.9 The Region. Do you know what's happening in your community? If you live in Markham or Stouffville, turn to the Markham Review or Stouffville Review to find out. We are your community connection. Pick up the print copy monthly at community centers, grocery stores, and other high-traffic locations. Or read us online, updated daily at MarkhamReview.com or StouffvilleReview.com. Local news, events, special features are all here. Markham and StouffvilleReview.com, your community connection. This is 105.9 The Region. COVID-19, the facts to help you plan and not panic. 
Welcome back to COVID-19, separating fact from fiction on 105.9 The Region. I'm Ann Romer, and joining me live for the full hour is York Region's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kareem Kurji. Let's get right to our questions. We hit the streets for our first one. This is 105.9 The Region. Your questions about COVID-19. What can I do as a family to prepare myself, you know, in terms of medication? What should I be buying? Um, I think that's really my biggest question. And, and you know, if we do have to self-quarantine, what kind of medication do we, we need to uh, have at home? COVID-19, what you need to know. Good questions. Uh, Dr. Kurji, what do you suggest? So in terms of preparation, um, we have always been advocating for any emergency, whether it be a natural disaster or whatever, you should really, every household should have about 72 hours worth of uh, independent living available. So in other words, uh, you know, food, medications, etc., at least to carry you through the first 72 hours. Now, that having been said, if you, if you have to self-isolate, we are available with respect to supporting you. Uh, we have been arranging for um, online uh, grocery stores to deliver foods. Uh, if there are special issues with respect to medication, the regional municipality of York will uh, be kicking in its uh, particular measures to assist you. And how do people get that information? Our website, uh, york.ca slash COVID-19, would be a good place to go to. Now, we haven't actually been advertising those areas, but, you know, when, if we were to get into a really bad situation, uh, we are there to support you. I have an email question from Jeannie. She writes, how does one get tested? Can you request it at your family doctor or a walk-in clinic? Is there a charge? How long does it take for results? Can you test negative and then become positive, even if you self-quarantine? So when do you know that you are safe? So... If one suspects because of travel abroad uh, within the last 14 days and develops symptoms uh, including cough, fever, uh, shortness of breath, uh, then it would be prudent for you to discuss these with your healthcare provider, uh, preferably calling them in advance so that they are prepared to receive you as they have to take appropriate precautions as well. Uh, you can also call telehealth and uh, uh, tele-Ontario health and they will give you some advice. Now, with respect to testing, um, once somebody is tested, they're expected to go into self-isolation for 14 days. Uh, the self-isolation period gets terminated if the test result is negative, except for individuals who may have come from Iran and certain other places. Do you suggest people, if they are not able to see their family doctor, should they go to emergency in York Region? And are the hospitals prepared for this? It would be prudent for them to perhaps call Tele-Ontario and Telehealth and uh, see whether what advice they're being given there. Uh, the emergency departments are the places where they do get tested. However, they are under a lot of pressure, and we're in the process of planning for so-called COVID-19 uh, assessment centers. This is at the planning stage in York Region, uh, and more will come. So it tells me that public health knows or believes that we're not out of the woods yet. Oh, definitely not. And that is because of the situation in the world. Many of us travel abroad, and uh, um, you know we're likely to. Uh, some of us are going to likely to come back with the virus. And in Jeannie's email, she does ask about testing negative first, and then can you later test positive? So we don't have enough information on that. At the moment, we usually uh, clear any existing uh, cases with uh, two negative results, and then we consider that uh, they are free of COVID-19. Uh, the test is very sensitive, and so if they are negative, we truly believe that they are negative. Results within 24 hours? Results are usually provided to us in a matter of hours from Public Health Ontario, but sometimes there are some delays, and so we're looking at about one to two days max. Lenny has a question. He's asking, how long does it take to be certain you are safe? I heard people having it but are asymptomatic. Does that mean you are contagious, or is it just taking longer to develop? So the general feeling within the experts uh, here is that uh, you are infectious when you are symptomatic. 
Now, there may be, you know, the odd case that, you know, may, you may have heard about being asymptomatic and transmitting the disease, but we really go with the majority, majority of the cases. And they actually transmit disease there when they are symptomatic. So that is uh, the basis of uh, our contact tracing and uh, risk prioritization. Is it like pneumonia? You can get it more than once, or do we know yet? We, we don't know that yet. Uh, this particular virus seems to tend, tends to uh, gather itself in the upper respiratory tract, and hence it is more available to be disseminated, uh, so it is more easily infectious. However, it is really aiming to get to the lower respiratory tract where it causes the damage because it causes the viral pneumonia. I have a very simple question. Why hand washing? Does it kill the virus? The soap, uh, it does tend to disrupt the uh, uh, virus's lipid membranes. Uh, yes, so it would assist, as do alcohol-based sanitizers. COVID-19 has also had a huge impact on financial markets. Tina Cortez now with The Money Matters. Michael Hainsworth is a familiar name in business circles. He spent more than two decades reporting on financial news. He is a podcast producer and host, an independent financial commentator. He joins us today to break down how COVID-19 has impacted the financial markets. Michael, thank you for joining us. I'd shake your hand virtually, but I don't think that's a good idea. Probably not. So where do we start? Does anyone who has any sort of savings right now or in the stock market need to be worried? The time for panic has long passed. If you aren't out of this market already, you know, there's no sense in getting out now. You the, you only lose money when you sell is one of the, the mantras on Bay Street, and that applies here as well. We've seen remarkable declines, but this is not just tied to COVID-19. We've had a, a bull run in the equity markets for a decade, and people have been looking for a reason to, as they say, lock in profits sell, get out, and wait for the dust to settle. And to a degree, that's already happened. Now, here in Canada, it's a bit of a different story than what we saw in the United States, with crude oil down 24% or so as Saudi Arabia starts a price war with Russia. The TSX fell the most since the stock market crash of 1987. The big question becomes, ultimately, how much longer is this going to continue? And so, the answer to that one? Well, Who knows? knows that one, but we know that the economic fallout from anything like this doesn't get swept under the rug right away. It takes time. And the broad consensus right now is that even if we manage to stamp out coronavirus tomorrow and raise a glass of Constellation Brands Corona beer to celebrate, it would still take about two quarters for the economy to ultimately recover. So that means that we're really not going to see us get back on a strong footing until the fall. And our footing wasn't very strong in the first place. We came out of 2019 and into 2020 with an economic growth rate of just 1.2%. The C.D. Howe Institute, that respected think tank in Canada, believes that COVID-19 will shave about 30 basis points off our economy. So even if we were treading water at this point, our economy would only be growing by 0.9%. That is not a lot. And that's one of the big reasons why the Bank of Canada cut the cost of money by a half of 1% to one and a quarter percent. Now, there are implications for the housing market. That's encouraging news for anyone looking for a mortgage. But at the same time, the question will become, do you really want to get into this market now when you're wondering if you're going to have a job six months from now? Now, you talked about the cheaper borrowing rates. What about the prices at the pumps? They've dropped. Is this a bit of a silver lining in all this? There is definitely a silver lining in this for the consumer on the short term. We'll have a little more cash in our pockets, as you know, you shave a dime off a price per liter of pumps. But the knock-on effect of cheap crude oil is there's going to be a lot of pain in Alberta. And there are expectations that we'll see a bloodbath of bankruptcies as a result. Now, that will have a knock-on effect to the broader economy as things slow down. 
So while, you know, one hand giveth the other taketh away at the pumps, and down the road we're going to have to be particularly worried about that sort of thing. The Canadian dollar has suffered as well. It's about 73 cents against the greenback, and it's four cents cheaper than where it was at the start of the year. And that has implications not just for our Amazon.com purchases, but for corporate purchases and investment decisions that get made. Our dollar doesn't go as far on the world stage. That will slow our growth as well. How does this time compare to what happened to our economy during SARS? SARS cut about $3 billion out of our economy, and that was about 0.2% of a $1.7 trillion economy. But the problem, Tina, is that the world today is way more integrated than it was 17 years ago when we were dealing with SARS. Uh, At that time, Canada's exports uh, that went out to China, 1.3% of everything that we produced abroad. Today, it's 3.9%. And when it comes to stuff that we want to buy from them, but certainly can't, at the time of SARS, it was only 5.5% of our imports, but today it's 12.5%. We have a remarkable integrated global economy. No matter what Donald Trump will tell you about the perils of globalization, this, quite frankly, is actually one of them. The just-in-time supply chain system has broken down as a direct result of 760 million Chinese citizens on lockdown. It's the second biggest economy. It provides the world with what it needs in a cheap way, and it's not doing that right now. So goods are getting more expensive because, well, as the supply declines and the demand goes up, we all know what happened to toilet paper. Well, what do we need then to hear from our federal government, from the finance minister? We definitely need a fiscal stimulus plan. The Americans are in the process of building one out right now, and there's a knock-on effect to that. They're talking about substantial tax breaks for the corporate world, tax breaks that will last long past COVID-19. If Canada doesn't make itself more competitive on that front sooner rather than later, there will be a long-term impact on us. But at this point, the focus needs to be on short-term implications. The finance minister, Bill Morneau, has admitted we're in a very volatile position, but we do have the ability to deal with challenges just like uh, we need to get people spending again. We need to get them, if not out of their houses and shaking people's hands, out of their houses and handing over the money that the government will be able to provide us in the form of extended GST tax credits, a boost to the Canada Child Benefit Program, But then on a bigger picture basis, on the corporate level, loan guarantees for the industries hit hardest by COVID-19, such as the airlines, transportation, and logistics industries, too. Michael, what's your final word of advice then to our listeners? Hold on. Don't panic. There is no point at this time. What goes down must come up, and it will over time. And if you have set your retirement portfolio up in a manner that's designed to handle these types of shocks, if you're not 100% all in on the the tech sector, for example, um, you're going to be fine over that longer-term period. Older Canadians who are not dealing with RRSPs but are dealing with RIFs, the retirement investment funds that they're withdrawing now, that's a bit of a different story. And it's going to be a little harder for those with a little silver in their hair. But we'll get a better sense as to where we are with the Bank of Canada Quarterly Business Outlook Survey for the month of, in the month of April. That will give us a better sense of how prolonged this contraction could very well be in the minds of the business community and ultimately that knock-on effect to the broader economy. The only question is, Are we willing to wait more than two weeks to find out what the corporate world thinks is going to happen in the next six months? Well, we'll have to wait and see if patience is a virtue. Michael, if our listeners want to connect with you, how can they do that? Multiple ways. Hainsworth.com is the website. If you're on the Twitter machine, so am I. Hainsworth TV is the Twitter account. And, of course, there's the email address, my first name at my last name.com. Nobody believes me, but it's Michael at Hainsworth.com. Thanks again, Michael. Thank you. And thank you, Tina Cortez. You are listening to 105.9 The Region. We are live right now. We're talking about COVID-19. We're hoping that the information that is disseminated this afternoon will help you find peace and not panic and be prepared. We are joined by York Region's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kareem Kurji, and thank you for being here with us and helping us understand what's going on. We were just talking about the dollars and cents associated with COVID-19. Let's talk about cruise ships and travel in general. Uh, There are drastic cuts in cruise ship uh, prices. Is it 
a big risk? I know that uh, Canada's top medical officials have suggested that you forego a cruise trip at this point. What are your thoughts? I think that uh, her advice is uh, very pertinent, and uh, I would certainly go by that particular advice. Uh, with respect to traveling abroad, uh, it's important to check the Health Canada's websites to see which countries are affected countries. You also need to check those individual countries' websites as well. Uh, you also need to ask yourselves, you know, whether you trust the information that might be existing in those countries. Uh, be prepared to be pushed into quarantine. Be prepared to be in a lockdown situation. Be prepared to pay for your own medical expenses. Um, be prepared to have contracted the virus. March break is next week. That's a big time for a lot of families. Uh, what are you suggesting that families consider in light of the spread of COVID-19? I think every family needs to uh, follow some of the guidelines that I just uh, outlined and uh, um, have to be vigilant with respect to where they're traveling and continue taking the precautions that we advocate. So perhaps not a cruise, uh, but what about traveling to a, a sunnier climate, say Florida or someplace in the Caribbean? Is that okay? So Florida has uh, 28 confirmed cases right now. Uh, the Caribbean is also affected. Um, so uh, you have to really carry on uh, practicing all those good behaviors, which is uh, ensuring washing hands, not touching your eyes, nose, your mouth, ensuring uh, that uh, you're not close to any sick individuals, and you're disinfecting areas that other public members might be touching. If families choose to stay here in their own backyard in York Region, any advice when it comes to what they could participate in, you know, big events, small events, how do we protect our families? So we just had a webcast with respect to a large events. Uh, of course, if you have a large event where you've got international folks coming in from the affected countries, uh, there is a chance that we may introduce uh, uh, you know, an infectious individual in that congregation. So we are asking the organizers of the large events to go through a risk assessment tool and do the needful in terms of mitigating the risks. So be smart, be prepared, and wash your hands. That's right. We have to break these chains of transmission of the virus. Very important to break the chains of transmission of the virus. If we understand the science behind it, that it gets into droplets, and the droplets may get into other areas, and you may pick up those droplets and take them into the mucous membranes, then you can break those chains of transmission. I have an email from Fiona Ruffalo. She writes, should gatherings be organized or postponed? Is there a type of gathering that works, or is there an advisory on just not assembling at this time? So we have uh, had uh, a lot of information on our website, and I would refer you to that. But essentially, we are asking that uh, uh, try and reduce the numbers of those gatherings. Uh, see whether you can space them out over a couple of days. Uh, maybe replace buffet foods with packaged foods. Uh, you know, make sure that vulnerable folks aren't attending those particular way, uh, events. Um, think in terms of live streaming those events, you know. Uh, try and avoid high-risk activities like cheering and singing at those activities, at those particular events. And there are a few other mitigating uh, facts that we've outlined, you know, on our website. Can kids still have fun during March break? I mean, we don't want kids to be worried and to panic as well. So again, I'd like to stress that we have no evidence at all of the virus circulating in York Region at this point in time. And so it's important for folks to really carry on with business as usual. But given that the world situation is bad, we're just uh, putting in place some preventive measures so that, you know, we are accustomed to having uh, certain good practices to basically mitigate, but preferably prevent anything from happening. Does York Region Public Health have a plan in place should a pandemic be declared or should there be uh, an uplift of numbers uh, of COVID-19 cases here or perhaps even a death? So the Regional Municipality of York has extensive plans for a number of natural disasters and uh, uh, the pandemic uh, is one of those components, and we will continue to work with uh, all of our partners, uh, and we have been working very effectively with the province, uh, with uh, Public Health Ontario, and with the federal government, and all of our municipalities, and we'll continue to do that to keep our community safe. This has just come into our newsroom. Uh, one of the 
most recent COVID-19 confirmed cases is a woman from Ontario in her 30s recently visiting Egypt. So what stands out to me, we know that travel is an issue, and in particular countries like Egypt and Italy and, and Iran. But the fact that the ages are starting to drop a little bit, she's in her 30s. Does that concern you? Uh, not particularly. Uh, this this uh, particular lady is a new arrival to Canada, and uh, she has presented us with a number of challenges in terms of exposures. And we're in the process of identifying those exposures and you know diving deeply into what is a close contact and what isn't, and we'll get around to managing that situation uh, fairly quickly. Doctor, before we go to break, are you worried? Um, I am uh, uh, cautiously optimistic. Um, I think if it had just been Canada, I think we'd be able to handle it really well. But our risk is really the introduction by returning Canada. I think we'll be able to handle it really well. But our risk is really the introduction by returning residents from travel abroad. And we have to try and manage that correctly. Dr. Kareem Kurji, we will take a short break. You're staying with us full, for this full hour, and we appreciate that. We're live on 105.9 The Region. So I'm asking you now, do you have questions about COVID-19? Please give us a call. Here's the number, 416-335-1059, or email info at 1059theregion.com. We'll be back right after this break. COVID-19, what you need to know on 105.9 The Region. Email us at info at 1059theregion.com. Do you think that replacing your drafty windows or improving the security on your door will be expensive? Not so if you call my daddy. He owns Wintech and he makes new windows and doors affordable, stylish, and doable for homes and businesses. So if you think your home should be warmer or your heating bills are too high, go to Wintech.ca. My daddy will give you a competitive price on high quality replacement windows and doors. Go to Wintech.ca and let my daddy look after you. He does great work. Silence is important for many things the museum, the library, or the movie theater, but not when it comes to crime. Crime Stoppers needs you to speak up to put a stop to crime. When you call Crime Stoppers, you are completely anonymous. You don't need to give your name, phone number, or address, just your information. If your call leads to an arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward of up to $2,000. Save your silence for the movie theaters. Call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. 1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, where we take your real estate questions. Join us for On the Market with Agent Asif Khan every Saturday morning at 11 on 1059 The Region. Do you know what's happening in your community? If you live in Markham or Stouffville, turn to the Markham Review or Stouffville Review to find out. We are your community connection. Pick up the print copy monthly at community centers, grocery stores, and other high-traffic locations. Or read us online, updated daily at MarkhamReview.com or StouffvilleReview.com. Local news, events, special features are all here. Markham and StouffvilleReview.com, your community connection. York24-7.com is York Region's very own video sharing channel, and we are looking for contributors. Send us your videos about your business, your community event, your local sports, whatever content you want to share. Go to York24-7.com, fill out the easy-to-use form, and we'll do the rest. Share your story at York24-7.com. This is 105.9 The Region. COVID-19, the facts to help you plan and not panic. It is 12.33. We are live on 105.9 The Region. This just into our newsroom. The WHO has declared a pandemic. Once again, this is now considered a pandemic. We are joined by York Region's Medical Officer of Health, Dr. Kareem Kurji. What does this mean? So for us in York Region, um, it uh, doesn't really change a lot, right? Um, the reason the World Health Organization's uh, declarations are particularly useful are really particularly useful for those countries that don't have the resources to deal with these uh, situations. This now allows the World Health Organization to mobilize, you know, resources, um, and uh, I don't, uh, I would not necessarily, uh, you know, panic at all. I mean, we have known that the rest of the world has been having issues. 
So this doesn't really change anything for us in York Region. It just means that all the governments and everybody else, you know, have now got the green lights to move ahead with their planning. Doctor, will we see further border closures? Will we see further restrictions when it comes to air travel, to uh, sea travel, to any kind of movement? Uh, that is something that you've seen greater and greater evidence of in recent weeks. And you would continue to see that if the virus continues to spread to other countries uh, that are less prepared to be able to handle this and nip it in the bud, as it were. Um, so I think the answer to that question is yes, but we shouldn't necessarily panic about it. When was the last time there was a pandemic? I believe it was the H1N1 pandemic. And, uh, you know, we got over that and we'll get over this one. How do we stop people from panicking at this news? You know, I must say that it made my heart skip a beat when I heard that a pandemic had been declared. So let's take a deep breath and let's just step back. And again, I emphasize that based on credible evidence that we have, we don't have any evidence of the virus circulating in York Region at this point in time. Can this virus be stopped? I believe that it can be stopped in uh, areas that have good public health services. So you, you, I wouldn't be too surprised if Canada comes out of this in a very good way. However, when it comes to countries that lack public health systems um, and countries that uh, think they have good public health systems but they don't, uh, it may be a different story. Have we been moving gradually toward pandemic or is this a big leap? And what actually are the... This, the structures of a pandemic, what criteria had to be met in order for the WHO to declare a pandemic? So usually the WHO takes into account the spread. It takes into account the severity of the uh, uh, virus. And, uh, you know, you have seen a growing number of deaths in the world. I believe it's uh, about 4,400 now, and you have about 120,000 cases in the world. China has done an excellent job in terms of getting its outbreak, you know, to go on the downward side. Uh, if China can do that, and uh, many of its provinces are as big as many of the countries, like Italy, uh, there's no reason why countries like Italy couldn't even get their situation under control. Do you think the pandemic should have been declared sooner than this? No, I don't think so. So I'm just going to uh, read something that has just come across our wires. Uh, the director of the WHO is saying that illness can be fought, but some countries are struggling with a lack of resources. Does the declaration of a pandemic then free up money from other governments or from other countries or from the WHO? Uh, that's exactly correct because they have processes in place uh, which only enable them to provide those funds or release those funds under certain when certain declarations have been made. Uh, the rest of the world will probably be asked to contribute additional funding so that you know the poorer countries um, can be helped. Remember, we are not an island unto ourselves. Uh, if you have uh, a really bad situation in a really poor country, it's going to come and haunt us. But you think about a country like Italy, and as far as I know, it's not poor, and they're struggling tremendously. That's why I have every confidence that uh, Italy, whilst it's going through dark days just now, you know, will manage to get it under control. And but Germany it, as well? Uh, I am not s as familiar with Germany's situation. And uh, but, you know, they do have uh, great healthcare professionals and uh, the, there's a balance here between being a little more autocratic and being democratic. Germany uh, saying, uh, Angela Merkel saying that 70 percent of the population of Germany is at risk for contracting COVID-19. We look around the world and some of the most affected countries are they're in lockdown uh, and things have shut down completely. Will Canada ever reach that point? I would be most surprised if we ever reach that point. Um, I th would say that uh, the Canadian public health system is probably the best in the world, and our healthcare uh, system is also ex excellent and probably the best in the world. I don't think we will ever get to that stage. Okay. We are talking about everything in York Region, including those who are living here, listening to us right now. Let's go back to our local streets for our next question. This is 105.9 The Region. Your questions about COVID-19. I'd probably ask, how is it different than the regular flu? 
Like, we get flu every year. We have a flu. COVID-19, what you need to know. So that's an interesting question. So how is it different from the flu that tends to, at this point, kill more people than perhaps we're seeing COVID-19? So many of the experts seem to say that uh, COVID-19 is about 20 times worse than the flu. Uh, That having been said, I think the biggest thing is the fact that it's a new virus, and we don't know enough about it, and we're learning more and more about it every day. So that really is the essence. But uh, in some ways, um, you know, in York Region, for example, last year we had 13 people who died uh, from the flu. And, um, um, you know, maybe it will turn out to be something that is less uh, bad. Quick reminder of the three symptoms that you want people to be aware of. Cough, fever, and shortness of breath. Okay. We're back to the streets again uh, with our next question from a York Region resident. This is 105.9 The Region. Your questions about COVID-19. What have they done to address the spread? COVID-19, what you need to know. Well, perhaps the WHO declaring a pandemic is one step to try and contain the spread. But what has been done in York Region to try to stop the spread of COVID-19? So we are very active in terms of identifying any cases, putting rings around the cases and that of the close contacts. And by doing so and constantly doing this very resource-intensive work, we are keeping the community from being exposed to any COVID-19. How much responsibility is there on the individual when it comes to containing, not spreading, uh, not making yourself or your friends and family vulnerable? We have to take some responsibility. Uh, Actually, the bulk of the responsibility is with individuals and society. So, again, make sure that you wash your hands frequently. Make sure that you're not close to sick people. Make sure that you're disinfecting surfaces near you. Don't touch your hand, your mucous membranes, uh, you know, with unwashed hands. And if you're sick, don't go and expose other folks. Um, don't share utensils. And these are the guidelines that we have actually been promoting. And if we as a society follow these, we will be able to break those chains of transmission Even if the situation gets worse, we'll be able to break those chains of transmission. We got over SARS through through working together, and uh, uh, this is no different. I have an email from Sam. This is what Sam writes. Is it possible to find out if you went on a cruise a month ago and are not really showing any signs? Should you still be tested? Can you go to the doctor and just ask for it? No, if you aren't showing any signs, particularly 14, you know, 14 days have lapsed since your last exposure to that ship, then you should be safe. Um, usually, if you have any doubts, you can certainly discuss it with Tele Ontario, Telehealth, uh, but you would not need testing. We are going to take a short break. I just want to reiterate the news that has come out through this live broadcast. The WHO has declared a pandemic when it comes to COVID-19. Dr. Kareem Kurji joins us and will stay with us with some final thoughts coming up after the break. And of course, we also will be checking in on local restaurants who have been very much affected by this virus. That and much more coming up live on 105.9 The Region. COVID-19, what you need to know on 105.9 The Region. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. can be costing you money each year in heating bills in Canada. Winters are really cold, so you need to check that your windows and doors are doing the job. At Wintech, they make the best vinyl windows, secure doors, and at reasonable prices. Are you wondering how a kid like me knows these things? Well, my daddy owns Wintech, and at our house, we talk about windows and doors. If you need replacements, go to wintech.ca and ask for my daddy. Someone you know and love is lesbian, gay, bi, trans, queer, questioning, or two-spirit. 
At PFLAG, York Region's LGBTQ2 Support Resource and Education Network, we are there to help those who have questions or concerns about sexual orientation or gender identity and expression and to connect our diverse communities. Hi, I'm Michael Blackburn, and I'd like to invite you to one of PFLAG's coffee nights. Join us on the second Monday of every month at Aurora Public Library or every fourth Wednesday of the month in Richmond Hill. Come listen, support, share, and connect with members of the LGBTQ2 community and their allies. Everyone is welcome. Visit pflagyork.ca for details. Have you ever wondered about alternative medicine? Do you need help with a chronic condition that doesn't respond to conventional treatments? Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike could have the answers. Listen every Saturday morning at 1130 for his patient-centered approach to prevention and maintaining overall well-being. I'm Dr. Mike. This show is about wellness and getting yourself healthy. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. Every Saturday morning at 1130 on 105.9 The Region or listen live at 1059theregion.com. York24-7.com is York Region's very own video sharing channel, and we are looking for contributors. Send us your videos about your business, your community event, your local sports, whatever content you want to share. Go to York24-7.com, fill out the easy-to-use form, and we'll do the rest. Share your story at York24-7.com. This is 105.9 The Region. COVID-19, the facts to help you plan and not panic. Welcome back to 105.9 The Region, our COVID-19 special. And while we've been live broadcasting, the WHO has declared this a pandemic. Here's what the WHO has to say, that a coronavirus can be characterized as a pandemic. Pandemic is not a word to use lightly or carelessly. It is a word that, if misused, can cause unreasonable fear or unjustified acceptance that the fight is over, leading to unnecessary suffering and death. This from the Director General of WHO. Dr. Kareem Kurji joins us. He is York Region's Medical Officer of Health. Thank you so much. So your thoughts on what WHO has now followed up with in terms of the declaration and then kind of an explanation so that there would be the mitigation of panic. Uh, so from our particular perspective, we want to carry on with a containment strategy. The containment strategy is one where we identify the cases and the contacts and, you know, put rings around them. And that is exceedingly important because that strategy helped us, you know, fight SARS. Uh, however, there would be some additional measures that, you know, uh, Canada would have to consider what we call mitigation and response measures, right? And we, the essence is really to delay, delay, delay. Uh, don't let it get into our communities for as long as we can until such time as hopefully we have vaccines or we have good antiviral treatments. When we have those, then we'll be able to better protect our populations should it get in. The WHO concerned that some of us might misunderstand the word pandemic as meaning that it's over. Frankly, that never even crossed my mind. To me, it seems to... uh, exaggerate it or make it bigger or a little bit more powerful? Yes, unfortunately, some people might think, oh, our efforts have failed and we might as well give up. But if we do that, you know, it would become a much, much worse situation. But we are here really to prevent that from happening, to keep our communities safe and break those chains of transmission as far as possible. And then we hope that we will have vaccines in the horizon. And what do we say to our children, to our loved ones, to our elderly, when they read that headline and they hear on 105.9 the region that WHO has declared a pandemic? How do we deliver that news? So we say to them that uh, they should really know how to protect themselves. And essentially, the virus is transmitted through droplets, and these droplets can be uh, blocked from getting into one's mucous membranes by the simple measure of hand washing. So we make sure that our folks are washing their hands regularly and uh, uh, keeping away from sick people. Where are the mucous membranes? The mucous membranes that we're dealing with are the conjunctiva or the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. And many of us tend to touch those areas at least 25 times a day. We may not be uh, so, uh, you know, we may not have been so aware of that, but studies have shown that. So we need to make sure that our hands are clean. Many large cities and hotels have decided to stop buffets. For instance, in Las Vegas, buffet serving of food. 
Do you think that is a prudent measure? And is contamination of food with these droplets a problem or an issue when it comes to transmitting the virus? So let's take an international gathering where you have folks from uh, uh, the affected areas. And if you have an infectious individual who might not even know that they're infectious, um, you know, but they're symptomatic and they happen to be coughing on the buffet food, well, that's the way in which the virus could be transmitted to anyone else who follows. And speaking of food, but really speaking of those who create it, and for them it is their business and their livelihood, when the virus first appeared in York Region, it seemed that our local restaurants were hardest hit. Afua Ba with an update on Asialicious. Dr. Ken Ng is the chairman of the Federation of Chinese Canadians in Markham. Dr. Ng, you were recently part of the Asialicious campaign to encourage patrons to go back to restaurants in Markham. Was this campaign effective? That event was a uh, you know, stimulation for the economy and also at the same time to dispel the concerns and the misbelief from some people and also on the social media about how things are spread as well as uh, encourage people to continue to do their normal practice but be vigilant in terms of uh, taking care of themselves, washing well, and also at the same time we encourage the business community like the restaurants and so on to be extra vigilant to take care of their customers and also their hygiene, their staff, and also keeping it clean and a promotion for items for people to go enjoy themselves and then uh, to have the different food and not to be afraid of uh, being amongst the uh, Chinese or Asian in general. So that uh, was a uh, good promotion together with the uh, uh, mayor of uh, Markham and the restaurant associations. And uh, it was well received to get people to to go back and do it. And not uh, at that time, and uh, because also mainly was in the Asia area, of course, different situation now. Right, and it is still evolving. But uh, did you see a lot of residents uh, coming to support local businesses during that time? Yes, actually, it was, uh, we were very uh, surprised and also were expecting them coming in region, the intelligent and people that actually came forth and actually supported in terms of a positive way, uh, visiting the uh, restaurants, go to the supermarket, do other things that they normally do, but also at the same time, they really became more aware of uh, what the practice is to to do to avoid getting uh, sick in for this as well as in general as well too so and more more importantly also for many people even take an active part in this spell to counteract some of the uh, unfounded uh, racist remarks that they send to the different restaurants and different way uh, about so that and giving supportive words that also was uh, encouraging and show that in Canada majority of people are actually uh, they have no racist uh, ideas and uh, actually welcome the multiculturalism. What is your message to residents of York Region right now? Well, certainly, as long as we are vigilant in our personal hygiene and uh, washing hands, washing hands, the most important, and also in uh, you know, avoid contact with people that are sick and uh, in close contact, by doing those you are less likely to have any problems and at the same time people at the same time should be able to uh, to be responsible to have that to for other people sick so this we the public health system in Canada is very strong very well and they will be able to guide us uh, over this there will be take time it will be there will be more cases will be more things happening because in the US will be more of diagnosed but most people most people actually, if they diagnose, if they do come out, the, the death rate is very low in comparison to the number of people have it. So if you remain healthy, strong, and be vigilant and well, you should be able to survive just like any um, major flu season. Dr. Ng, Chairman of the Federation of Chinese Canadians in Markham. Thank you for joining us. I'm Afua Ba for 105.9 The Region News. You are listening live to 105.9 The Region, a COVID-19 special. A pandemic has been declared by the WHO. While we were broadcasting live, Dr. Kareem Kurji joins us from York Region's uh, 
Public Health. You are the medical officer, the chief medical officer of Public Health for York Region. So I have something on Instagram from Monica. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Here's the question. How safe is it to visit the hospital for an appointment? Are there any extra steps other than good hand washing we need to take and putting clothes into the hamper to wash? Thank you, Monica. Doctor? So uh, the hospitals have been uh, very vigilant with respect to infection control. And uh, uh, what I would suggest would be that if you have fever, cough, or shortness of breath, um, check in advance before you go there. Um, They would have signage there that would guide you in terms of what you need to do. Uh, Be careful that uh, if you have that, then you are wearing a mask so that you're not actually, you know, infecting other individuals. Now, we're confused about mask wearing. Uh, Some people say wearing a mask is good. Others say it isn't. So it's to prevent the spread of the COVID virus if you feel you may have some symptoms. So we are encouraging the use of masks for those individuals who are not well, right? But for well individuals, we don't think that masks are being effective in terms of uh, the way that they are being used in terms of preventing you from getting the infection. I get the feeling Monica on Instagram is feeling well but needs to go to the hospital for a totally unrelated appointment. That is her concern. So if she doesn't have these particular symptoms, then she is not likely to be passing on any infection to other individuals. Then just make sure that you keep away from people, you know, keep your distance from any sick individuals whilst you go to the hospital. And uh, uh, the ideal distance is uh, two meters that you should be keeping away from sick individuals. But these would be individuals who are coughing, you know, have respiratory symptoms. Most individuals may not have that. Um, So that's all. Let's go back to the streets of York Region for the next question for Dr. Kurji. This is 105.9 The Region. Your questions about COVID-19. Is there a vaccine and how long will it take? COVID-19, what you need to know. So there has been talk of, of a vaccine, but it does take a bit of time, does it not, doctor? What is your knowledge of this? So there are many companies in Canada and abroad that are actually already working on these vaccines. It is likely, in my opinion, to take a few more weeks to a few more months before we have a a good vaccine. Now, remember, Canada was a leader with respect to producing the vaccine for Ebola. So I'm optimistic Uh, given uh, the great amount of expertise that exists and many different techniques that exist today, that uh, we should be able to get a vaccine in due course. And the federal government committing a billion dollars this morning. uh, Many areas of of, uh, support, including those who have to take time off for self-quarantining and businesses that are struggling without their employees or having to shut down. Also money for research. Will that help? Oh, definitely so. Uh, I'm very grateful for those funds being made available, and uh, I think it is uh, prudent that they are utilized appropriately. Would, would the flu shot that most Canadians, certainly most Ontarians had this go round, would there be any form of protection from that shot? So the flu shot is always a good idea because if you are protected from the flu, you're less likely to come down and uh, you know text the healthcare system. Um, However, it doesn't necessarily provide protection against COVID-19. Let's talk about our breaking news that took place through this live broadcast on 105.9 The Region. And so glad that you were with us to help us walk through this. WHO declaring a pandemic. So what does that mean in the short term and the long term? And should we panic? We definitely should not panic. What it means is that WHO and many other agencies and many other governments can now release resources that can be used for the fight against COVID-19 in the rest of the world. Should it have been declared sooner so that these activities could have and the money could have come sooner? In my opinion, no. Uh, I think the WHO has to weigh up the real need for declaring a pandemic versus not We uh, go to the phones. We've got Tim on the line from Richmond Hill. Tim, what's your question? And thank you for calling. Um, Should kids be afraid to go to school, especially high school students? No, definitely not. The schools have been uh, given a lot of information on uh, how to uh, respond in uh, uh, sort of gray zones, right, gray areas. Um, But there is no risk to going to school at this point in time. 
And yet some of the hardest hit countries have shut their schools down. So those are being used as measures to prevent the ongoing transmission in the community, which, uh, as I have constantly said, we don't have that problem in York Region. And Tim was specific about uh, high school, which is different from elementary. Uh, That is fine. At this point in time, we have no evidence of the virus circulating in our community. Doctor, thank you very much for joining on us on this live broadcast on 105.9 The Region. It is now a pandemic. Uh, very quickly, what is your website? It's york.ca slash COVID-19. And we also have two phone numbers. Health Connections, 1-800-361-5653. Telehealth Ontario, 1-866-797-0000. Thank you, Dr. Kareem Kurji. If you missed any part of our COVID-19 special, please go to our website for an encore presentation. Thank you for joining us for this special live broadcast on COVID-19. United we stand. We are going to get through this. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. If you missed any part of COVID-19, the facts to help you plan and not panic, go to 1059theregion.com. Updated information and resources in multiple languages, including steps on how to protect yourself, are available at york.ca slash COVID-19. This is 105.9 The Region.